Welcome to the Enrich Your Soul Podcast, episode 141, Success, Energy, and Discovery with Aaron Lopez. Welcome to the Enrich Your Soul Podcast, your source for inspiration, motivation, and positive change. I'm your host, Rich Bracken, and in each episode, I'm here to provide exactly what you need to get you on your path to excellence through insights and amazing interviews with high achievers. Now, let's get started. Welcome everyone to the Enrich Your Soul podcast, another phenomenal guest episode. And while I am very proud that I have showcased some powerhouse women in business and entertainment, I have one of the most powerful that I've ever known, and I've happened to known her for quite a long time. So I'm really excited to have my guest, Erin Lopez, on the show today. Erin is a speaker, a mentor, and an entrepreneur. She took 25 years in, the, in her fashion industry and experience, along with her business mindset, to the world of network marketing. She quickly grew an organic organization in a few short years and became a top earner and leader in, of the industry. Don't be fooled by her smile. She's got a fantastic one, but she knew nothing of the industry and was determined to learn every bit of it while climbing her way to the top. Through her social media techniques, unique online tools, she has been able to duplicate her success with her personal team while sharing her secrets throughout the industry. And hopefully we get a few of those secrets today. Erin, so good to see you. Thank you for coming on the show. How are you today? I'm so good. Okay. When I hear things like that, I'm like, who's he talking about? <laughs> girl? I want to be her, meet her. No, thank you. I'm super excited to be here and catch up and talk and share some nuggets. I'm so excited. It, it, it's funny when you like, I, first of all, I don't know about you. I hate writing my own bio, my own oh. resume, my own stuff, because it feels, it feels braggish, which is not on brand for either one of us. I mean, confidence, yes, braggish, no. But then when you hear it read back, you're like, damn, that person's really got it going. Like they've done some pretty amazing things. So it's kind of fun to hear it read back to you. But yeah, I mean, you you deserve every accolade that you have. You deserve every ounce of success you have because you've built this very strong personal brand. But I want to hear a little bit more color behind your journey because I think sometimes we all give the highlights of our journey or we read about the highlights. We see the highlights on social media, except for today because Facebook and Instagram are currently down. Um, <laughs> right. The day but, in history. Right, yeah. But tell us a little bit more about your journey and how you got to the point you're at now. I love it. And I think you're spot on that we always see the triumphs. We never see the struggles. And I think it's the struggles that that's what people want to know about. That's what people want to hear about. That's what we don't normally talk about, but it's the journey that is the most important. So um, like you said, like my background is in fashion. We may or may not have grown up together. Um, that's a whole nother podcast. Um, but I always knew I wanted to be in the fashion industry. It just was, you know, in my blood. So I grew up in the fashion industry. I worked in the modeling world and, and then I met my husband and decided that I needed to kind of take a pivot and turn. So, but I always knew that I have this, my mission in life is to help others. And especially I'm drawn towards women um, of helping them find their inner confidence, their inner self of just how to be the best version of themselves. So fast forward, short story today. Um, I, like I said, I start, I got married, I was having kids and I am a worker. I, I just, I have it in me. I, I've always wanted to be a part of something, be my hands in something. 
Um, and so I created my own wardrobe styling business with one of my dearest, closest friends. And it allowed me to kind of do both things. I mean, I got to do my passion. I got to have a business. It became very successful, very quickly working with um, high-end CEOs, celebrities down to like the everyday mom. Like how do we dress for our body, our, our lifestyle, our budgets, um, all of those things combined. So I did that and I'll never forget. It was a day I was standing in one of my clients' um, closets. I was going to say bedroom. It's all a little, uh, <laughs> we'll go with closet. I was going to say, um, that's, that's another version of a yeah, podcast, but carry podcast, on, carry on. <laughs> yeah. You're like, Oh, tell me more. Like, Ooh, um, this got saucy quick. Okay. I mean, go on. Said, no. <laughs> so, um, you know, here I am, I have this successful business. I am a wardrobe stylist. I'm doing what I love. I get to help dress men and women. Like I said, body, lifestyle, budget, you name it. And I'm standing in front of this woman and she looks amazing. No thanks to just, you know, what I had picked for her, but just an amazing woman. And she put on everything and she looked in the mirror and she said, gosh, I just want to feel good. I just want to, I know I look good, but man, I just wish I felt good. Like I'm getting older, all of these things. And it was that light bulb moment that like, I need to do something different. I need to be able to help people from the inside. So that's where I am now. Um, I still have a few select clients, but never say never because I'm one of those that said I would never work in network marketing because I am too good for that. Um, but here I am, multi-million dollar business, figured it all out on my own and helping people from the inside. So that's the short version. I, I love that. And I think the consistent theme that goes along that I keep hearing you mention and you know is in your social and is on your website is that servant mentality, that helping mentality. And I think both with the wardrobe styling and people don't think about these kind of things when you say, oh, wardrobe stylist, it's, you know, oh, you get to play dress up all day long, but there's a psychological factor that goes into this because number one, with the people that you're working with, they have it all together in their worlds and they have this confidence with the things that they're really good at, but they just have maybe some questions or some uncertainty. And so where you meet your clients, both with the wardrobe styling, but also with the business consulting, you're catching them in a very vulnerable space. So can you talk a little bit about that psychological engagement that you have with clients? Because there is, there's that nervousness because none of us want to say, I don't know how to dress myself or I don't feel comfortable or sexy or powerful or anything with, with my business or my clothes. So what does that feel like to engage that psychological conversation? And, and does it kind of walk that line of being a, a stylist slash consultant, but also maybe a bit of a counselor? Well, thank goodness my degree in college was psychology. So it definitely comes, <laughs> it definitely comes into play, right. you know, not only in my business, but having my two children too. Um, yeah, that's, that's when you find somebody at their most vulnerable moment. And I, that's part of what I love. I love scratching the surface. Um, you're the perfect example, you know, somebody who is extremely successful, you've worked hard for it here you are. And like we talked about, but the journey to get there and those vulnerable moments, that's when I like want to get in with somebody and, and touch on those vulnerable moments because that's what makes us real. And that is also how I built my business of teaching people how to be real. You know, social media, which is down, social media um, is perfect. You know, having two girls, it scares me to death because they have this level of standard that um, they have to be perfect. And I feel like I've kind of taken the other approach, having not only worked in the fashion industry, 
working with some of the most beautiful people in the world. But let me remind, let me remind you, they're just like us. I mean, they're humans. They have insecurities. They have struggles. They have roadblocks. They have all of these things that that's kind of been my forte is you're super successful, but I also know how can I get to know you and dig a little bit deeper so I can really get to know you because people work with people, not necessarily because of products, but because of who they are as a person. So that's, that's kind of my jam is, uh, figuring out who you are, why you are that way and really capitalizing it. Because I think in that moment that I was standing there with this very successful, beautiful woman looked to you and I, I mean, a million bucks. How could she not feel like a million bucks? And so, you know, that's that's the when we can really identify that. And, and from a woman's perspective, the older I've gotten, the more comfortable I am, the more confident I am. And I know that a lot of people can relate to that. Um, but it's it's the uh, it's the it's the journey. It's the journey. And I think it's it's a beautiful thing to watch and to see it kind of unfold. Well, and, and I think too, and you could probably speak to this as well, is that I feel like those are the times when you can connect. Because I think so many people try to grow their business or sell things and they miss those key relationship building points. And it, it is in the vulnerability. It is in the struggle. You mentioned it earlier, because if I was standing in front of a room of a thousand people and I asked the entire group to raise their hands of anybody who said, yeah, I have it all together. I've got it all figured out. I'm good. Everything is fine. Nothing is wrong. I don't think I'd, if I saw any hand co up, I'd call him a bold faced liar because nobody does. Yeah. And that to me is where the, the, the larger story is because people that can say, Hey, I'm still trying to figure it out or I'm still trying to get comfortable in my own skin, especially, you know, compounding all of the additional pressures that women, women executives, women celebrities, and people of, you know, women of power struggle mm-hmm. with because there are those hidden pressures or, you know, sometimes out in the open pressures that it just is harder to get to that point. So understanding where that vulnerability is and engaging your client or your friend or your colleague or whomever it is, where that conversation is at, is where the relationship blossoms, whether it's a personal relationship or a business relationship. Would you agree? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think the key word is vulnerable, you know, and I think, well, I'd say two things, actually, I'd say vulnerable and relatable. You know, I mean, if, if I, if I couldn't sit in front of you and know that I relate to you, you know, then I have a guard up. I would know that, well, he's perfect. He's done it all. He's never had a struggle. He's never had a setback. Um, but because of who you are and the way you talk to your audience and, and, you know, knowing what I know of you, you give people your trust and you've built trust with people so they can come on and they can talk to you. And um, so I think it's that relatability that I think is key in life, but, you know, in, and in business too. Sure. So changing gears on the vulnerable stance and into a different vulnerability, I want to talk a little bit about, because I think more and more people, especially now in the time that we call the great resignation, that more and more people are looking at leaving their nine to five jobs and leaving corporate America and starting their own businesses. And there are, I mean, more opportunities now than ever, especially in the remote scenario of doing that. I want to go back to that day that you, that you made that decision because it's, you know, it's obviously there's still growth and still things going on, but there's always that, I always call it the jumping out of the plane moment, right? So it's, you know, you've got your parachute, you've got a plan B just in case, but you're going to take that leap. It's a matter of doing it. So 
Mm-hmm. Can you go back to that day that you were like, yes, this is what I want to do and describe what that felt like? Because I feel like that's a that's a, a point in a, in, a, in a period in time that a lot of people can relate to. Absolutely. Well, I, for me, there was two. There was there was two of those moments. One was when I first jumped into network marketing and I I've always been smarter, not harder. Right. I mean, right. <laughs> in life, I mean, we want right. to all work smarter, not harder. We want to raise our household smarter, not harder. So when I was introduced to network marketing, I was brought in more as a consultant and how could they make this business successful? And again, never say never, because I said, I will, I would love to consult, but it's not really for me. I don't like to sell things to people. Um, But very quickly, I had that moment where I was creating these relationships and these bonds at the time with just a woman-based run company that I thought to myself, hold on a second, I could do this and I could do it from home per se. And I could, the earning potential is up to me. It's not set from somebody else. My hours are not set from somebody else. So for me, that was my, my first aha moment, which was I had two little kids at the time who are now 12 and 13. I've only been in the industry a few short years. Um, but at the time they were little, I mean, they needed me. They, they weren't in a school setting per se just yet. So that was my first aha moment that, wait a second, I get to take control back in my own hands. And if I want to make a little money, that's up to me. If I just wanted a little extra spending money, that's up to me. If I wanted to make a lot of money, that's also up to me, but I didn't have that that person over me sharing me and not everyone's lucky to be in that position. But again, you know, a couple extra hundred dollars to pay for groceries or gas or what have you. Um, my second aha moment was my feet got wet. I definitely got a taste of the industry. Um, I like to be the best. I like to know everything. I like to dive in. Um, and at that point I knew if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it well. And I want to be one of the best in the world. And, um, a good friend of mine, um, uh, was a multi-million dollar earner, what have you at a different company. And she called me out of the day one blue and out of the blue one day and said, I'm going to a different company. And I thought, why would anyone ever leave your success? Why would anyone ever do that? Well, I was in that same boat. I mean, I was successful. I was at the top everything seemed perfect. And it was that moment of me standing in front of that woman that without hesitation, I said to my friend, I'm going with you. And I knew at that moment that I wanted to be amongst the best. I wanted to be with a company that was helping people from the inside. It wasn't just women. So that was a, that was a game-changing moment for me, um, in my career, in my life. Um, and it was that moment that you trust, you know, I mean, we call it women's intuition. I think I call it, you know, faith that the right time at the right place, which is still happening every day, that I knew it was time to make a move. And I haven't looked back. And I'm like just as excited today as I was when I made that move five years ago. So right. And I'm 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 laughing inside because now I'm going back to this image of this plane and we both have our parachutes on, and I'm standing at the door going, uh, uh, you're like, come on, and just diving out the window, going, well, just do it, just go. We'll figure so, it out. So I, so I, I, I applaud you for that bravery. I applaud you for your strong intuition and your and your competitiveness, because obviously it's worked out very well. And your belief in yourself shows when you brand yourself and when you when you're out putting yourself out there. It is really, really, it's pure, it's authentic, it's really fun to watch. And so when you talk about 
that sh- that shift and you're really taking the responsibility on yourself, the personal brand element is really critical. So how do you go about really identifying with your own personal brand? And what would you say to somebody who's maybe trying to figure that out? Because I feel like, especially again, with social media, I feel like so many people are trying to do the right thing or, you know, there's, there's not a lack of, um, you know, sponsored ads now or, or advertisements on Instagram or Facebook saying, hey, in three short weeks, I can teach you how to be a great high paying coach. But they're really not, they're not being genuine about it. It feels very forced. It feels very financially driven by them uh, where they're trying to grow their business, but it's in an inauthentic way. But I feel like you, and this is not just, you know, subjective preference because I've known you for so long, but I truly feel like the way you come across is very genuine. And that obviously translates into success. So can you talk a little bit about how people can spend some time discovering their personal brand and why so many people, especially women, again, with those pressures that are on them, struggle to come out and say, hey, here's me. Here's here's who I am. Mm-hmm. So I love this. Okay. So th- three things that I'm thinking of, um, you know, and, and this is for more of really an online entrepreneur. And that's what I call myself. I mean, I'm an online entrepreneur. This is where I work. You know, my business is online. So when you have that title per se, then there's purpose behind it. There's a lot of people on social media just for fun. And that serves its purpose as well. I, on the other hand, am there for purpose. So my first, my first recommendation is to post with purpose is what I always tell people. I mean, posting with purpose, there's so much gray in the air and and there's so much noise in our world right now, but especially on social media. And if you're an online entrepreneur and I'm just posting just because it's not purposeful. And again, I go back to the smarter, not harder. Um, the other thing is, uh, you know, two things. I teach I teach organizations about branding yourself with your pillars. Um, like for myself, I've chosen five pillars that represent myself, not my company, because at the end of the day, if my company was taken away from me, what do I have? So my, my business is about myself, Aaron Lopez. And so when I pick those five pillars, it's kind of almost like going to one of your dear friends and saying, what five things do you think of when you think of me? Um, so, you know, for myself, mine are faith, fashion, family, entrepreneurship, and health. So those are my five pillars that I always purposely talk about. If it is outside of those, why am I talking about it? It's not within my pillars. Um, and then there's more to that in my training, but you know, if I'm talking about fashion, um, I want somebody to know that that's part of who I am and what I love. And I think it's just giving people an insight into who you are. Um, the other, the other, the third aspect that I would definitely mention is I've built my business on attraction marketing. Um, and I think that that is key, a hundred percent key to a successful business. When I post something, because I built that level of trust, hopefully with my five pillars. My job online is to educate, entertain, and inspire. And so if I'm holding this cup up, then uh, you don't know what it is, why it, why it is, but you want it. And that's the attraction marketing that I can tell you what this cup can do, will do, what it'll solve for you. Um, and I, my goal is that 
you need people to need you on social media. And if you give it all away for free, then they don't need you. You know, so so those would be my my three top of posting with purpose. Find your pillars. Like, who are you? And let me tell you, it takes a lot of stress off too, because all of a sudden, if you know what you're supposed to post about, then you're not sitting, wasting time thinking, I don't know what I'm going to post. And so I can teach people how to how to batch your content so you know what you're going to post about and you work backwards and then attraction marketing. I mean, it is, it's all about keeping people on the edge of their seat to know that, you know, you want to be needed through that trust. So those are kind of my top three, right off the top of my head, um, tips and tricks for just how to, how to be an, a successful online entrepreneur over time. I love that. And especially the last one, the attraction marketing, because I will say from, from personal experience, as I scroll my feed and you pop up I'm like, what is Aaron so happy about today? Like legit, like there's this energy. I mean, it, it, it is, it is, it's like scrolling down all of a sudden just pops off the screen and there's this different feel to it. And I think that combination of attraction marketing with your five pillars and your purpose, that to me is so, I love the way you put it. And I love the way that you exemplify it. And do you think that that is, I mean, you mentioned how it's critical to people growing over time, but I think especially as people are looking to launch their own business and establish their brand, that is a starting point really can help solidify a strong foundation of brand, of success, of really not, you know, understanding that they have an anchor of which to rely on because it is hard. I think so many people too, I've seen some people that, they start a business, but it's kind of like they started without really solidifying who they are. And, yeah. you know, and I can think of a couple of people off the top of my head that just all of a sudden, like they are the topic du jour and they're this moving target of brand. And I'm like, well, wait, wait, last, you know, last month you were this and now you're this. And that mm-hmm. we, you were talking about this, but now this completely contradicts it. So do you think that, especially that five pillars, I think is a critical piece of that business launch. Would you agree to that? Yeah, absolutely. And I think like, like you, I mean, you're perfectly well-spoken in that, that, you know, again, you have to be you, you know, I have to be Aaron Lopez because most people don't even know what company I work for. And I would prefer to keep it that way because I want you to have a conversation with me because I want to connect with you. Um, Here's what I do know when you're starting a business is that you can't control the outcomes, but you can control your activities. So knowing that you're doing those activities, I mean, when you go to a job, a nine to five desk job, you have a role, you have purpose of what you're supposed to be doing. When you're an online entrepreneur and you're taking the dive into this world, it's kind of the same thing. I mean, you ha- you can control your activities. You can control, you know, what I call your daily method of operation. Um, I can't control the outcome but I can control the vision. And I think that's where a lot of people fail as well is what does that look like? Like, what is the vision forward in my business? And let me tell you, that was another, um, you know, we talked about pivotal points in our careers and our lives. For me, I, I was never very clear, crystal clear on what my vision was for what, not what if, but when this works for me, what does that look like? Because it's otherwise, it's kind of like throwing spaghetti on the wall because I can, I can post, I can have my pillars, I can have fun on social media, but then what? So I had to be very clear and very clear with the people that I work with of can't control the outcome. Got to let it go. We can control the activity, 
but you have to have the vision for what happens after that. And I think, you know, again, it kind of goes back to, we don't see the struggle. There was a lot of times where I had tears behind the scenes. I wasn't where I wanted to be. Um, I was putting in so much work, but my paycheck wasn't reflecting it or all of those things. But I can tell you, not a lot of people saw that, you know, because, I won. I, it was one foot in front of the other, one foot in front of the other. And there, trust me, we've seen them all on my social media. I have those moments and I'm not scared to document them, but for the most part, it was the, okay, one step, one foot in front of the other. We can do this. We can do this. Cause I could clearly see that vision at the end of, I was getting there hell or high water <laughs> and still getting there. Well, and I think, I think you, you touched on something that's very near and dear to my heart is that visualization exercise and the continual evolution of it too. It's not just, I'm going to have a visual at the beginning of my business kickoff. And then all of a sudden I'm, I'm just often chasing it for the next several years and we'll figure out what happens. It's mm-hmm. the visualization on a daily basis, sometimes at an hourly, hourly basis. I mean, <laughs> perfect example. Think about today. Like you could have visualized a great day of social media activity first thing this morning and everybody wakes up and then the two biggest platforms in the world are down, then what? So yeah. you have to reshape what that visualization looks like. But that that clear-cut picture mm-hmm. built, it, number one, I think it builds the confidence, but when you can visualize what the goal looks like, feels like, what your environment does or how it changes when you achieve that success or that goal, that is such an important exercise that I feel like so many people forget to do or don't even know to do it mm-hmm. uh, because it really, it, it grounds the goal. You know, it grounds the destination because to your point, as an entrepreneur, you know, and and I think of a lot of visual pictures, but as you were explaining, you know, when you have a role as a nine to five, it's kind of like a guided scuba tour. Like here we are, we're going to go in. It'll be, you know, it'll be interesting, but we're going to go here. There's a very limited blinder vision of where you're going to go and where, how you're going to get there. Mm -hmm. When you're an entrepreneur, the ocean's wide open. And yes, there will be times where you swim and there's like, doing there's I don't see anything interesting but then you discover the thing that nobody else found and that is where that to me is like the vision of entrepreneurship is that you're trying to find your own discovery and your Mm -hmm. own your own success and when you can visualize what that is and what you want it to look like things also start manifesting and it does get you through those tough times because I think you know and I've I've been there too where people will I, I had a friend of mine call me out one time she sent me a message and she said there's no way I'm going to call BS on you. There's no way that you're as positive as you are every single day. And I said, no, you're right. You're exactly right. But when I get up and I'm in a bad mood, or if I'm, if I hit a lull in the middle of the day and I need to re-energize my, my day, if you go back and look at my podcast, or you go back and look at my social media posts, you go back and look at my blogs. A lot of it is, is me motivating myself. And if anybody else gets anything out of it, great. Mm-hmm. But it's me creating the new visual of what I need to achieve to change the directive of what's going on because we all get lost in that journey. And yeah. so I love that visualization just kind of grounds everything. And I think people, I think people automatically assume when you have that vision and that visualization that it's the, it's the money, it's the, it's the boats, it's the cars. It's not, it's, it's really not, you know, it's almost that we, you, you, we talked earlier about like that emotional rawness. It's almost that feeling too. And it's, it encompasses everything. I mean, it's that feeling of how am I going to feel when I, when I get to that point, how is my family going to feel? You know, it's, it's not the money. It's not those things because that comes and goes, but it's about, it's, it's so much deeper than that. And 
there's a, there's another, again, we'll, we could do this all day long, um, <laughs> but there's another practice that I do of um, seven layers deep. You know, if somebody asks you a question, like, why are you doing this, Rich? Like, why are you doing this podcast? And you're like, I, I mean, cause I like to entertain people. Well, why, why do you like to entertain people? And then it's, it's that deepness that I love that so many people just surface level this, their lives, their business. And it's when you really dig deeper, that's when like true success happens because you did the work you dug deep and, you know, success is, like I said, it's on so many different levels. So kind of, so, side note. and I, I love that you mentioned that because one of the things that, you know, you mentioned earlier, your daughters, and I think that is something that people don't, you know, when not to say that people don't think about their families when they're starting a business or becoming an entrepreneur, because obviously they do, but the day-to-day impact and the day-to-day example of what you're setting you know you are a, you know a, a woman who has built a business who is very who is successful obviously has vulnerability which is great but how does that play into your parenting because i feel like that's a big part of the conversations i'm having with my sons now that they're a little bit older and they're more aware that example that i'm trying to set and and what i have them see me doing on a day-to-day basis and when they ask me Oh, what are you, you know, what is this you're doing now? Or what is this event? Or what are you talking about today? And why are you, and they ask great questions. They ask seven layer questions because they're nine and five, you know, they want to know the whys (laughs) all the time. Um, But how has that impacted your relationship with your daughters? Oh man. Um, I mean, I can get emotional thinking about this. So well, first of all, you know, everyone says your why in your business. And and when I first started this, you know, it was my, they are my why they, it was my why, but it's deeper than that. Um, you know, they know that I work hard and, and what I, what I will say to all the moms and the women out there is there is no such thing as balance. You know, it, there is no such thing. Um, when I do something, I do it well for that time frame, And, you know, I've had to get very particular in my scheduling that if I am going to be on social media from nine to nine 30, that's what I'm doing, you know? And so my girls also know I work very hard from the time and I'm, they're both in school. So from the time they leave until the time I pick them up, I have to be very focused on what I'm getting done because when I pick them up, you know, my favorite time with them is in the car. How was your day and what happened? And, and I have to be focused on that because just like my 30 minutes of social media, I have to be focused on them. Um, I think that I would hope to say that they've loved to see me grind through. They love to see that it wasn't always roses. Um, but I persevered. That's a big word in our household. Um, I persevered through it all and I want to create memories for them. And, and we're very, we talk about everything. I mean, our dinner discussions are priceless, (laughs) Um, especially having two teenage girls. Um, but you know, they, they also know that mommy and daddy work hard and we, we do this because we want them to have memories, not necessarily things. Um, and you know, the other day I posted it on both my girls are not allowed social media, by the way, side note, um, which is very hard considering mommy is on social media all the time. So, right. so <laughs> you can't be on it, but excuse me. <laughs> but let me take your picture. Like, exactly. that's, a good, that's a good conversation right there. You can't be on your uh, social media. You could be on my social media. Yeah, which they do. <laughs> um, but I also have to say, 
that's what mommy does for work. And so, you know, when I do have to jump on a call or something, you know, I have to communicate it with them and I have to have a time limit and I'll say, you know, but this is my work. But the other day, I think it was last week, you know, got my phone, the kids went off to school and I found like the sweetest video. I don't know how she did it. Cause she's way more techie than I am. Um, but she found a new photo shoot that I had. And there was a picture, a video of her in front of it saying like, that's my mom. And I'm so proud of her. Aww. And it's moments like that, that I think, ah, oh, it is so worth it. You know, Be- and just like I spoke about something this weekend at an event, um, they're always watching. They're always watching, you know, and we tend to forget that, that they're watching and it's impacting them, I think, more than than I probably already know. So that's right. pretty cool. Yeah. And, I, and I just I, I applaud you for the way you've handled that, because I think a lot of people get it confused and a lot of people muddle the two too much. And I think the one thing that I, I will say from a personal standpoint is that I've become much, much better about blocking that and protecting the time around the work and the, and the family engagement, because I do, I, there was a point in time where I just, there wasn't a clear line between the two. And I was finding that it was detracting from my time with them. And yeah. I became very non-negotiable about it, non-negotiable about it. Um, because you're, you're better than I am. I mean, you're, you know, I watch you and I'm like, ah, oh, how can I not work out when you're like doing it all <laughs> that I need? But you know, yeah, it's about being, you know, my team, my people know you cannot reach me usually between six and eight. It's dinner time. It's our time. And I'm not ignoring you, but this is like, this is why we do what we do. So you're, you're like on point with that because I watch you. I'm like, dang it. He's working out again. Like (laughs) it's, it's a lot of, a lot of early mornings. And somebody asked me the same thing. Cause I said something about, you know, I get up and work out at 5am because everybody's still asleep. It's my time for me. It's my time to invest in my health so that I can, because God knows they're moving faster and faster every single year and I'm not. So I have to try to keep up as best possible, keep this old, old car tuned up. But that is, you know, I, it is important to me to be aware around and visible when they're awake. Mm-hmm. And so I want to be there, you know, cause we don't have a whole lot of time in the morning before they're off to school. And then when they get home, I engage them directly and I want to see, hear about their day and I want to see what they've got going on. But you know, I think those moments, and I had one with my son where I was emceeing a, um, an event for the Leukemia Lymphoma Society. And the, the, the standard staple of that event is that I usually cry at some point in that event because it's so emotional for me. But I feel like I'm serving the audience and serving those people that are, we're trying to help. And my son was outside the window or outside the door looking through the window watching me. And he went to his room, got his wallet, and came down and came in. And usually like they know if the lights on and dad's doors closed, like there's something going on. There's an event right. or I'm on camera or on TV or whatever, but he came in anyway. And he walked up and he and he put his wallet down and he said, I want to give some money to this too. And I was like, I mean, I was, I was doing a good job of holding it together until that point. But it was at that point that I'm like, okay, everybody uh, talk amongst yourself just for a second. Cause I gotta, I gotta, okay. And, and it was, but it's, it's moments like that that make all the hard work worth it, that make all the the sacrifices that you do have to make or the time that you have to commit or the ridiculous scheduling that you have to do. Because as you've learned in this, in time blocking and schedule management, like you have to be rigorous with it and non-negotiable at times. And it's, but it, it winds up paying off in the long run because you feel more productive and you feel more engaged in both your work and your personal life. Absolutely. Um, 
And and you talked about something else that, and, and I don't know if you can see my screen and can see the questions that I had written out for you because there was one about balance and you've already talked about that one. Oh. So <laughs> you're just that good. Like, you're you're like, you know what? I'm that good at social media and, and digital interaction that I can actually see your screen. Um, Little do you know. <laughs> uh, That's the me. one thing That's what it was. I can see. No, exactly. Like, duh. whoops. Okay. Uh, <laughs> take that off the screen. Take that off the screen. Uh, but the one thing that I want to I want to talk a little bit about, and you touched on it a minute ago, is public speaking because that's become a bigger piece of of who you are from a brand standpoint too. So, can you talk a little bit about how you got into public speaking, what that feels like, and how it's contributed to your current brand? Yeah. So, just like you, I mean, you know, servant leadership, servant hearted, and you know, be be having the opportunity to get in front of not one person and social media allows us to do that, but it's so different being in front of someone physically or even, even, you know, even nowadays Zoom, um, but being able to pour into others. I mean, I don't do what I do for my own self. I, I do it because I want others to know about it and to learn about it and teach it. And, and again, I always go back to the smarter, not harder. I mean, if it's working, if it's working for somebody, myself included, why aren't I sharing it with the world? So I, I, I'm, humbled and blessed and everything to be able to speak to organizations about inner beauty where that comes from, um, finding the confidence within to let that then pour over into your business. Um, and then I kind of take a shift and I speak more on the business side of things about just how to be a successful entrepreneur um, online, how to, you know, make things work in an ever-changing world, you know, today, today being a prime example. Um, you know, so I love that I get to be that nerdy side of me that not a lot of people see often. Well, a lot of people do, but I I get to be that nerdy person that puts plan into action of every, there's so much that we can be motivated by, but I love to give everybody the tools to walk away with, which is you're amazing. And this is why, and visualize and have that vision, but now what? And so I love having been given the opportunity to get in front of organizations and businesses and just give them the practical, tactical tools that they can take away and put in their business or start as soon as they get home or do tomorrow or something that I knew that I was always, my cup was being filled, but then what? Right. <laughs> what do I do now? Um, so I, I took it a step further. And, and like I said, thankfully, you know, got the opportunity a couple of years ago and it snowballed just because I love to give back and I love to talk, obviously, and, you know, give people the tools. And, and that led to writing a book and got to be with, uh, you know, 30 other successful entrepreneurs in the world and share our best tips and tricks. And, you know, if we're not giving back to others, we're not growing is the way I look at it. Yeah, and and I love too the the concept of motivation and strategy without execution and tactic is just like a strong breeze. Like it's it'll get you moving, but it, it you know then what? When it's yeah. done, when it dies, then what? Mm-hmm. And I think that is something that is so critical for anybody that's trying to get into speaking at all. Is number one that you do it for the right reason. You know, you're talking about pouring into other people's cup and sharing secret because you know at the end of the day, there's enough success for everyone. There really is. Absolutely. People, People get so like covering their homework about business success and tips and tricks, or they're trying to make it sound like there's this, you know, ingenious way of doing it, but only I know how to do it. Like, uh, you know, there's some really good, you know, strategies and, and tactics to do this. 
but it really is all about sharing that knowledge. And, you know, if, if nobody, if, if you're, if you've got this and you're not sharing it, then what good does it do the rest of the world? And what does it do the, do for the community? And then how does that make you look too? But absolutely, it is, it is really giving those tips and tricks and allowing people to, to move forward in their own success and giving them the path to do that. Because then, you know, if you're that person that takes away something from, from Aaron and you're now going back and you're building your business, how are they going to view you? They're going to be thinking, oh, you know, this is, she's the one that helped me kick this off. And they're going to look at you in a positive light. Not that that's Absolutely. what it's about, but it feels good when you hear that, that full circle come about. Yeah. And like, I mean, it's a big world out there, you know, and, and I, I happen to be in the collagen business, but what I do applies to, I mean, I could name 10 other things, you know, that, it, I mean, 20 other things that it applies to that, you know, again, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's your branding, it's yourself. Um, and the business just, it's a part of my life. You know, it's, it's, you, you know, you joked that, um, you know, we're, we're not getting any younger, you know, that's my goal. You know, my goal in life is to help people feel good and look good. And I don't, I want to be the best version of myself with my girls and with my husband. And yeah, sometimes that takes a supplement. Um, but guess what? I'm sharing what I, what I love that works for me, both business-wise, product-wise, life-wise. Um, and that's just kind of the world we live in right now. So speaking of vulnerability, how are you, describe how you're like right before you go on stage for a presentation. Oh, okay. So one of my, one of my mentors, Justin Prince. So this was years ago that I always just kind of like got nervous. Right. And like, you have your notes in your hands and you're thinking, okay, I've got to say this, I'm going to say that. And then, um, he said something to me, which has struck me ever since. And ever, I think about it every time before getting on any stage like this past weekend, which is, this isn't about you. This is about them. Mm. And, and that, that moment forever changed me because you've got the notes, you're thinking about this. How do I look? Um, and, and he looked at me and he said, and I was nervous and he looked at me and he said, this isn't about you. This is about them. And for whatever reason, it just all, I mean, I still get chills. It just all just like melts away. And that was a moment for me that now when I do, and as well as, you know, I'm doing something, you know, he does the whole like boxing before he gets on, but you know, we're our brains and our endorphins. I mean, they're, they're related, right? right? So not only am I now knowing like, Hey, stress is up. This is about them, not me, but I'm also, I don't know if you, I know, you know, I know you're familiar with Mel Robbins, oh, yeah. um, but you know, she has the whole, like, give yourself a high five moment right, right now. Right. And so all weekend long, everyone wanted to kill me, but I'm like, okay, guys, high fives. Like, you know? <laughs> so it's this, you know, the set, I mean, just like that, the second you do something like that, everyone's smiling and laughing and your energy came up and then, you know, success is also a transfer of energy, you know? So we're transferring, you are a prime example of that, that you're transferring your energy to your audience and to your business and to everything that you're doing. And that doesn't come from just you sitting there that comes from, you know, our physical as well. Well, and I think I may have to clip this and pander and send it to Mel Robbins because she also, I also learned from her. So the high five habit is a phenomenal one. Um, and I think there was something that she said a few years back that just, that struck me because I am, you know, people always say, you know, say, I get asked the same question. Like before you go up on stage, do you ever get nervous? 100% every single time. And Oh yeah. I get flushed. I get like, I couldn't do the boxing thing cause I'm already sweaty. And I'm like, uh, like I can't do that. Um, I would, I would look like I just ran a marathon walking on stage. If I tried to box before I walked on stage, it would be awful. 
But she said, um, she said, yes, I get, I get nervous. I, my heart rate goes up. I get very flushed. My hands get clammy. I start, my pits start sweating. She said, but what I did was that I retrained my mentality and that when that started happening physically, that my mind, instead of saying, oh, you know, shit, something, something nervous is about to happen. She transferred over and said, something really cool is about to happen because these physical triggers are what is indicating to me that something really big and something really cool is about to happen. So that She's mentality saying, flip and that, like you said, that, that service mentality, that energy mentality, that delivery that you were there to serve them, that it's not about you. And, and Hey, give yourself a high five. It helps. You know, honestly, it does. It helps because that is what you're there for. You're there to entertain. You're there to lift people's spirits. You're there to make people smile and give them something to, to improve their lives with. So um, and I, I, I applaud you for, for <laughs> I applaud you for doing that. But just like I'm sure you tell your boys and we tell our girls, you know, before a game or, you know, a test or something like that, you know, of course we get nervous and sweaty and, you know, anxiety and everything. And I always say to them, I'm like, if you weren't, I'd be worried. You right. know, I mean, it's, it's part of the process that like excitement is also, you know, the sweaty pits and the freaking out and the, you know, oh my God, what am I doing here? Kind of a right. thing. So I think it's, you know, I love that. I mean, again, I think she's a, a stinking genius. Um, exactly. Yeah, I love that. It's it's we're we're here for a purpose. Something good's about to happen because I'm sweating. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am I am so honored. It's so like I said, I could talk to you all day long, and maybe we may have to do like a five part series interview. The way I'm I'm down for it. Uh, maybe we get yeah. Mel Robbins to come on and join us. That would be. Like, I, mean, why I, not? I legit would have to wear like three jackets to not sweat my nervousness out in front of her. <laughs> Um, but I am so thankful to you for who you are, the example that you're setting, not only for your family, for your girls, but also for so many men and women around the country, around the world who are following you, learning from you, being inspired by you. So I am very thankful that you've taken the time to talk with me, with my audience, and I want them to all follow you because I I think between the pillars that you have and then the, the variety of services that you offer as well, I think they all tie together so beautifully, no pun intended, because there's, there's, you know, the styling and the fashion element of it, but how can people find out more about you? Where can they find you and where can they follow you and engage you? I love it. Well, and first and foremost, thank you. Like, thank you for having me. I love that we reconnected. I mean, it's just been everything and more. And I mean, I feel like, yes, we could talk for hours upon hours upon hours. And I'm just super grateful for you and what you're putting out there and what you're doing in this world. You are a true impact. So thank you. Um, you can follow me everywhere, right? So on Facebook, um, I'm Aaron Lopez. Um, on Instagram, I'm a Lopez lifestyle, um, as well as on Pinterest. So I'm, I'm on TikTok, but let's not go there people. Right. Cause that's like a whole nother ball game that makes me sweat. Um, but you got to do what you got to do. Right. If we're not, right. if we're not uncomfortable. I love that you Cause I am right there with you. I'm like, oh, oh not another social media. I get Yeah. <laughs> so, but again, yeah. Education, entertainment, and gosh knows what you're going to find on my social media, but it's, it's hopefully going to be fun. So yeah, 100%. I can speak from experience. The minute you start following Aaron, your life is going to be better. You're going to be happier. You're going to have intentional smiles because you put out the most joyous, energetic content I've ever seen. And so I'm going to make sure that all your social handles and your website are linked in the show notes. So please immediately, if you haven't already and during this conversation, go follow Aaron right away, engage her, reach out to her, work with her. She will transform your 
life, transform your energy, and transform your results because she is just a living example of how positivity and the right approach to business can work in your favor. So thank you, Erin, so much. I'm so excited for everybody to learn more about you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Enrich Your Soul podcast. For more information, including previous episodes, keynote speaker information, television appearances, and more, visit richbracken.com. 